When you were a kid, what was the biggest gift that Santa could bring you? For me, it would have to be the Atari 2600 console. That must have been, I mean, obviously it's the lowest end of video game technology, but it must have been mind-blowing at the time. Well, at the time, it was yeah. the, the, the pinnacle of video game For technology. Sure. Yeah, I remember getting an Atari. I don't think I got one right away. I think my dad came home with one secondhand. I don't know if he won it in a poker game or, <laughs> or where he Beat got up it. a guy outside the mall I didn't it? ask any questions. Mm-hmm. I was just happy to get an Atari in my house and to be able to hook some up because before that, I'm going to sound like I'm 90 years old here. Our first video game that we could hook up to the TV was Pong which had the little dials on it. Mm-hmm. It was like one console, and it had a, two dials on it, and you would sit there, and you know what Pong is, right? <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Okay, well, you're, you're a decade younger than I, I am, I know, but that, that is an iconic uh, yeah, pop so culture you, reference. Yeah, so you'd turn the dial, and the little uh, paddle would go up and down on TV, yeah, and yeah. boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Boop, and you'd sit there for hours. Like that was the. Did it speed up? The coolest thing. Boop, boop. Yeah. Was, okay. I was the game was the same on. thing over and over. It might get a little no, tiresome. No, it starts slow, and then okay. as the longer it goes, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Gets yeah. more difficult. Um, but then you get the Atari into the house, and now you have the ability to change video games. Like if you want to play Pac Man, you sure. put in the Pac Man uh-huh. cartridge. You want to play. Uh, uh, Dig Dug. You put in Dig Dug. It was so cool. And you're like, graphics are never getting better than this. <laughs> this is how could they improve this? <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, and one of my one of my buddies' dads had this. There was like a restricted or an X-rated Atari 2600 video game. Hmm. Like a Leisure Suit Larry, kind of? Obviously more crude Wait, than Leisure Suit I know, Larry. I think, did it take place in the Wild West? I think so. Something you, like that. It was a naked cowboy. A naked cowboy and, like, anatomically correct. Which is four pixels. <laughs> yeah, if you consider a, a couple of squares in the groin region and yeah. on a stick man anatomically correct. Oh, but at the time? <laughs> it's like, oh, can you believe it? This game shows boobs. <laughs> It's oh, like, this is filthy. How dare they? Now you see, like, Grand Theft Auto 6, you could actually go into a strip club and it's legit. The boobs on the Atari were square, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that. Like, I the can't first remember R-rated the name yet. of it, but I, my buddy had it, and, like, if nobody was home, you know, if it was a PD day and he was home, guys, come over. I found the cartridge. Oh, yeah. We'll all take shifts in the living <laughs> Jim is 35 years old, and he's never seen a Beverly Hills Cop movie. Mm-hmm. Even crazier, I'm 36. Are you 36 now? Yeah. One more year of shame without Eddie Murphy in my life. <laughs> you need to watch the first Beverly Hills Cop, man. I feel like they were on TV my whole life growing up on TNT or Peachtree TV. It was one of those Saturday afternoon movies that was always on. And you never sat down and watched Not even start to finish. 15 minutes of it? I remember boop, 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 boop. I remember that specifically. So I felt like he was just driving around at night a lot. But like I honestly I just saw clips of the, the movie I All I he ever know. does is drive around and listen to his song. Yeah, yeah. Boop, 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 is this a movie or a music video? It's the first one's awesome. I can't I can't even remember what happened in part two. Part three, I think they were at an amusement park. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you can skip. You can skip three definitely. Maybe watch but one Eddie Murphy's and two. In all of them, right? Eddie Murphy is Axel Foley in all of them, and okay. now they've got a new uh, Beverly Hills Cop movie coming to Netflix mm-hmm. with a lot of the original cast returning. The trailer came out last week. It's called Beverly Hills Cop Axel F, which is the name of the song. Yeah, yeah. And also Axel Foley. I didn't realize his yeah. name was Axel Foley. I thought Axel F was like just the yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I watched the trailer. Yeah, and still wearing the same jacket. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like the sports jacket, like the Letterman. Is that what they call it? He's wearing the the Detroit Lions Letterman jacket, yeah, right? Because yeah. he's a cop from Detroit who has to go and solve a, a case in Beverly Hills. That's the premise of the whole movie. And it looks like he's getting called back to Beverly Hills for some reason. Yeah. It does with seem... With the same jacket it on. It seems crazy, but I know a few of my friends' dads still have the same denim jacket since I've been in high school. So it's not, you know, like... Guys guys rarely get rid of a jacket they like unless it falls apart. So. That's true. Or their wife throws it out. Yeah, they're like, ah, that was a perfectly good jacket. There were no <laughs> elbows left on it. The Lions are finally having a big season, honey, and you threw out my jacket? Where's my lucky jacket? <laughs> what vehicle are you driving there, Jim? Is that a rental car? No, that's the in-laws. That's the in-laws SUV, my uh, wife's parents. It's Very there. nice of them to lend that to you for... A couple weeks while your car's getting fixed. Mm-hmm. For people who didn't hear the story, Jim went on a cruise uh, out of New Jersey. And on the drive back from New Jersey to Ontario, transmission failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had to keep it under 80 kilometers an hour for the entire drive. And to top it off, if that experience wasn't hell enough, you uh, had to replace the transmission when you got home. So is the car ready? Is it going to be ready for Christmas? Picked it up yesterday. I got the call, and I wasn't sure because I just I even left a message. I said he, he, he found us a couple of transmissions from the scrapyard that he could have t- popped in there, and it wouldn't have taken as long, and it would have been cheaper, but we just went with the rebuilt option. So a week and a half later, he gives me the call, ready to pick up. Thank you. I go to pay for it. Debit card denied. No. I have a $3,000 limit on my debit. I just have never bought anything that that expensive. So I was like, oh, wait, let me put it on the credit card. Credit card worked, so we're good. Uh, but for a second there, I was like, I know I got the money. I don't know what's going how on much, here. How much was it again? It was 5280 bucks. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I was thinking back to my Mazda 6 that I had for 10 years, and I'm like, okay, I put like two grand in it this time, then I put three grand in it this time. It's operating cost of a vehicle, really, when it comes down to it. It just happened all at once. So it's a tough one, but... Yeah, your wife's SUV is the one that broke down. It's Mm -hmm. paid off, right? Yeah. So Well, that's the thing. Is it worth $5,000? It is to have a, well, I Googled a car it. that's paid off. I look Googled in an auto trader, and the the same mileage for the same vehicle is twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah, you're not going to buy a new one. Yeah, nobody is, dude. I I went out to the used car market is a nightmare. Any trying to buy a car anywhere is a nightmare right now. I've been doing it the last like four months, hoping that interest rates would drop with my wife. So we've been going to dealerships, and there is slim pickings out there, dude, for yeah. for used vehicles. Remember 10 years ago, 0% financing? Oh, yeah. 
It was a buyer's market for sure. Should have got 10 cars back oh. then. <laughs> they don't go bad. Just had le- extra cars sitting Just in the yard. Imagine. Oh, Ready that could have been rip. Mike Tyson. Well, I'm glad uh, you guys uh, got that thing back. Do you have any big traveling over the holidays? Because this is basically at this point the rebuilt transmission that cost you five grand is untested. No, I swear to God, I have PTSD of driving this thing because I was like, you don't want to take it outside the city. I wouldn't rev it. I, I, like, I, I was like crawling home. And I was like, okay, everything's good, but like I, my heart was racing the whole time. I, 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 it was a traumatic experience getting it back to Canada. Christmas Day plus eight. Hmm. Maybe some rain, depending where you are. We could see a little bit of sun. Christmas Eve plus seven, mainly sunny skies Dang, mixed with eh? cloud. Interesting. Yeah. It is going to be warm. And Jim, uh, on the show earlier in the week, we were having a, a spirited debate about whether or not this is normal. You seem to say that you don't remember that many white Christmases from when you were growing up. Yeah. To me, I mean, we've all heard the songs and all the movies and stuff like that, but a white Christmas was the anomaly. Like, I would say for, less than 40% of the time it seemed like... No, I would say less than 25% of the time it seems like there was a white Christmas. We are in agreement that last week we had fifth plus 15 mid-December and people were playing golf. That is not normal. The... I mean, the temperatures, the temperatures in December have always been up and down. They've always been an anomaly. They're like March. It's like, who knows what you're going to get? Sometimes it's snowy, sometimes it's wet, sometimes it's warm. You've done a little digging here, and you've found temperatures for the area. Yeah. For the last 10 years, I checked. I said, am I crazy or like, has it been kind of up and down? Just specifically on December 25th. This isn't for the entire month of December. I also went back and found out for the 80s what the temperatures were like on December 25th. I remember it being snowy on Christmas when I was a kid. Am I just romanticizing my Christmases? Am I remembering things correctly? So let's start with the last past 10 years. Okay. What has the weather been like on Christmas Day? So projecting this year, plus eight right now, uh, last year, minus eight. Wow. The year before, 2021, plus four. 2020, minus three. 2019, plus five. 2018, zero. 2017, minus three. 2016, zero. 2015 plus 8, 2014 plus 4. So that's 10 years. So there's okay. only been uh, 3, 1, 2. No, there's only two sub-zero temperatures. Wow. And no, there no, was, there's a plus. There's a plus 8 yeah. in the past 10 years. There was so a 0, a 0, crazy. a minus 3, a minus 3, and a minus 8. So, you know, it could have been a, a white Christmas 50% of the time. There was one year for sure that had snow that very day. One year had snow on Christmas. That was 2020. What about uh, the 80s? A little colder, but still up and down. 1989, minus 5. 88, plus 1. 87, the year I was born, plus 9. Just a hot year in general, I'd say. 1986 <laughs> plus one, 85 minus 11, 84 minus eight, 83 minus 12. Three years in a row of being super cold. 1982 plus 16 on December 25th, 81 minus two. So it was like generally a little colder, but again, only 50% of the days were yeah. even minus zero. I am shocked to hear that. Negative zero. I, it is like the Canada's temperature has gone up a little bit over the last 30, 40 years, but not that much. But the warmest temperature out of all the ones you just ran ran down is like from the early 80s. 1982, plus 16, yeah. 
And again, in the, the last 10 years, there was only one day specifically there was snow on December 25th. That doesn't mean there wasn't snow on the ground from a couple days before or right. something like that. But so, like, again, I want there to be a white Christmas. It makes the white Christmases all that more special when they are rare. But I yeah. just wish when people, like, you're not the only person complaining about there not being snow. I'm like, listening to people, I'm like, eh, why are people expecting there to be snow consistently in December? So, yeah, I think what it comes down to is it's like when you, you, you know, you have a relationship and you just, remember the good times and you forget the bad Mm -hmm. or the opposite you don't know what you got till it's gone right (laughs) so when you do get a white christmas you cherish that get the heck out there do some snow angels (laughs) you know yeah plus eight is what we're expecting coming up christmas morning monday check this story out this is from kitchener waterloo Ontario woman chases man with machete in road rage incident outside mall jeez This is from uh, Global News. In a fit of road rage, a woman grabbed a machete, jumped out of a car left in drive to chase a man into a Kitchener Mall on Sunday. Officers were dispatched to Fairview Park Mall shortly before 5 p.m. after receiving multiple calls about the incident. I guess so. Police say an argument occurred in the parking lot between a woman driving a white Nissan and a man who was behind the wheel of a silver Toyota. As the argument progressed, police say the woman grabbed a machete, got out of the vehicle, and started to chase the man through the parking lot, but she did not put her vehicle in park. Oh, classic. And it drove into the side of the mall. (laughs) I just love it, because she obviously is upset, and then it just, things got worse and worse for her. The man who was traveling with the woman ended up taking the machete off of her leaving him with minor injuries as a result. So the guy she was with disarmed her of the machete. Police uh, say the woman was seriously injured while she was pulling the machete out of its sheath. Oh, no. She was taken to a hospital for treatment. A 42-year-old Waterloo woman facing charges, assault with a weapon, possession of a weapon for a dangerous purpose. Those machetes, they, they scare the heck out of me. I would almost rather someone pull a gun in a parking lot <laughs> if I got in an altercation over a parking spot because I, I feel like you, you have a better chance of reasoning with the gun person yeah. than you do with the machete. The machete is just a crazy weapon, and if you're willing to use that machete, then I, I think once that thing is unsheathed, you're yeah. past the point of talking it out. A lot of people have guns. I've seen a lot of guns in, in real life. I haven't seen any machetes. You know what I mean? Like, the, if you carry a machete in your car, you're a crazy person. You know, two you've ways seen a machete, it. you just haven't seen one in the wild. In real life, I've never seen, like, they're not a tool that you use often in Ontario. You know what I mean? So if somebody's carrying one around, I just think this person's ready to use it at any time. Yeah. I wonder if she lost a couple digits or what happened there, what her injuries were. I'm guessing she sliced. If she had a holster, like if she was wearing it on a belt, she pulls it out and then slices her <laughs> kidney. You know what I mean? Like slices her torso. I don't I'm know. guessing. I don't know if she was wearing it like Indiana she Jones. She had said sheath. Yes, you can have a sheath that is not hanging off your waist. Yeah, well, if you're a person who carries a machete, you're probably strapped. You know what I mean? You probably got it on your person. Uh, imagine the uh, the other guy, the guy in the uh, Toyota, if he had a samurai sword on oh, his back. Oh, this is an arms race in the parking lot. <laughs> We're glad no one was seriously injured. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock. 
Taking a look at sports, Devin Peacock is here. NFL football last night's Monday Nighter. Surprise to many. He had the Seahawks taking down the Philadelphia Eagles, who are one of the favorites to make the Super Bowl this year. Wasn't too long ago, the Eagles looked like they were unbeatable. Now they have lost three in a row. And uh, I'm sure the uh, city of brotherly loves... uh, you think the fans will let him hear about it? Or? A little ornery this morning. <laughs> sure, they're being very reasonable and calm. <laughs> Were you saying on the cruise ship, everyone from Philadelphia, Jim? Yeah, yeah. That you met would say, "Go birds." Yeah, yeah. Hey, where are you? Because yeah, you're doing the trivia, and somebody would always ask who's hosting it. Where are you from? They'd say, "We're from Philadelphia." Go birds. And when I was on the cruise, I think the Eagles were nine and one, or they had a ridiculous record. So at one point, one of the hosts was like, "Okay, hopefully they can." Pull it out and, and get to the Super Bowl. The guy's like, "What are you talking about? They're nine and one. There's no way." And the guy's like, "You never know. This is crunch time." And I even thought the host was crazy. I thought they were the team of destiny this year, but it's true. You never know. You never know. Uh, so I mean, the loss last night was like a almost a double loss because you had uh, previously the Cowboys beat the Eagles, and so there's this back and forth for the NFC East going on right now. But then the Bills beat the Cowboys, opening the door once again for the Eagles to take top spot. So right now, the Dallas Cowboys are on top in the division. The Cowboys have a pretty hard uh, schedule the rest of the season, but the fact that the Bills beat the Cowboys really opened the door for the Eagles, and they kind of blew it last night. It was was a great game where the Seahawks had their backup uh, quarterback, in starting the game, even though uh, Geno Smith was available, he was listed as available, and they scored the game-winning touchdown with 28 seconds to go. So hmm. this was a, uh, a a crushing loss for the Eagles. This week is going to be wild for football. you got a Thursday nighter between the Saints and the Rams, and there's two games, including the Bills-Chargers on Saturday, and then Christmas Eve, you've got a full day of football. Christmas Day... You've got three games starting at 2 p.m. So 2 p.m., 5.30, and 9.15 on Monday, Christmas Day. Great way to ignore your family. Oh, we are in a golden age of ignoring your family over the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got uh, the NBA on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, you know, ho- ho- the World Juniors on Boxing Day. That's right. Uh, hockey takes a bit of a break for four days, but then the hockey's back uh, with the 27th, I believe, they're back on. Uh, then you've got, if you like soccer, like there's soccer every single day. Like there is just like nonstop sports each and every day if you want to just like l- ignore everybody. Those poor athletes, though. Can you believe they have to work on Christmas? <laughs> you know, for the money they get paid, you'd think they'd get the day off. <laughs> it, it is slightly unnecessary to work on Christmas, but it's amazing for the rest of us. They, they, I take it. I mean, they want the Christmas Day game, like in the NBA in particular. They want to be playing. Oh, it's on a Christmas captive Day. audience because you've got like everyone's watching it. There's only one game. So yeah, there's, there's everyone's be, at home, right? There's going to yeah, be yeah. five games throughout the day, but they're all staggered. So it's just you know game after game after game after game. And then there's college uh, basketball, college football as well. It's just you know just nonstop. Well, congratulations, Dev. Back to the NFL. You won the regular season in football picks against my four-year-old daughter, Amelia, but we're starting over once the playoffs come around, all right? I bet you feel pretty good about yourself, yeah. Dev. Uh, yeah, we'll st- brag, we'll but, still do uh, some funsy picks. Amelia can't
can't catch you at this point. Well, we'll do some picks for Christmas weekend, and then uh, we're starting over for the playoffs. All right. You're good with that? I am great <laughs> to defeat your four-year-old daughter once again in picks. That's one thing about Christmas being over. A lot of parents' leverage has gone away on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. You can't threaten that Santa's watching. If you don't behave yourself, you're not getting any presents Christmas morning. There's going to be coal in your stocking. We got a text message here. It says, uh, hey, Taz, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I reach for the phone at least once a week leading up to Christmas saying, I have Santa's phone number. (laughs) It always gets my kids in line. I was um, threatening my son yesterday, Grayson. He was misbehaving a little bit. And I said, buddy, you better uh, watch yourself. We're not far out from Christmas morning. And you know Santa can see everything. He said, daddy, that's not true. I said, yeah, it is. He can see everything. He knows. And Grayson said, well, can he see my bare butt? Checkmate, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Or so he thinks. I didn't know how to respond. We've got some Taz and Jim listeners who have some suggestions here. Go ahead. Simple way of getting out of that is you just tell them, Santa may not be able to see everything, but he knows everything. Mm. He knows. So when to see is he's not actually seeing. He he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Mm. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Yeah. That's a good point. He knows. He doesn't see. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hi, it's Terry. Santa sees everything. uh, What about bare butts? No, Santa only gets notification when you're being really bad. Oh, he gets a notification like a cell phone. Yeah, so like like, uh, the elves are monitoring, so when a child is not being good... They tell Santa. Wait, it gets so now passed the, up the chain. Wait, so now the elves are looking at our bare butts? I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that either. <laughs> no, it's an alarm. An alarm goes off. Okay. The child is okay. good. Okay, so if you are being naughty and your bare butt is showing, then they might see your bare butt. They might, so you better not be naughty at all. <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, it's Chris. How are you? Chris, what do you know about Santa's magic? How does this work? If he can see everything, can he see our bare butts? Well, it's kind of like a Spidey sense thing. So when you're doing something really good, like helping out a little old lady, it comes on his radar. If you're doing something really bad, it comes on his radar. Right. So it's not specifics necessarily. Yeah. It's just a a general vibe. Yeah. When, When you start doing something you shouldn't or should, Daddy's watch. Okay. This makes me feel better. Taz and Jim, uh, we were speculating as to who the next act to do a residency in Las Vegas at the Sphere is going to be. Um, the rumor right now, I've just done a little more digging. Harry Styles. What would you think of that one, Jim? Not for me, but I could see the business move would make sense for Pretty popular guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like who... Like it generally seems to be people who've done the touring thing for decades and decades and they just want to stay in one spot. Like Harry Styles is still pretty young. You know, Celine Dion, you two, it makes sense. They've they've toured the world for decades. Yeah. So you want to like stay at a spot and you know you can sell all those tickets. Play, I, I expect play at a be, venue, like the, the thrill of playing a state-of-the-art venue would probably be a thrill because, you know, they're used to playing all sorts yeah. of like arenas and stuff like, like that. Look where I started and look where I am now. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's like an older crowd venue because it's going to cost a lot of money to go see a show there so that his his fans are a little younger 
Well, there's Harry Styles fans who have rich parents. That's very true. I mean, how are all these kids going to see Taylor Swift? Somebody's buying them. <laughs> Somebody's paying for the tickets. I don't know who's who's left. Well, like a, a lot of the bands that I would have loved to see at the Sphere are now too old to play at the Sphere. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> there is a text that came in here, and I, you know, I guess I'm an idiot here. It goes Fish, you know, the jam band Fish. They have dedicated followers. Is next in Vegas as a residency, and I respond, "LOL, imagine," because they seem like a smaller band. I know they have a lot of fans, but uh, and he goes, "It actually is. Look it up." So I did, and sure enough. Fish has announced that they have booked uh, four nights, four shows, April 18th to 21st, 2024, at the Las Vegas Sphere. That's Each pretty show cool. Will feature a different set list, unique visuals that take advantage of the Sphere's eye-popping LED displays. But I don't even know, how do you coordinate the displays on the Sphere if you're a jam band? You never know when the songs are going to end. Yeah. Right? Because you two have a like tight Im- set list. improv comedy, Jim. It's like, how do we know when the punchlines are coming at one of your improv yeah. shows? And at our shows, sometimes they don't. <laughs> at least at a fish show, you know you're going to get some good music. Yeah, and let's see if we can hotbox that biatch. <laughs> <laughs> Fill up this beer. <laughs> the old bowl. Yeah, look like a... <laughs> Like a like a like a um, a fish bowl with some cloudy water. <laughs> the yeah. fish bowl, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> have the eye, you know, the sphere. Have the giant eye. Have you seen that yeah, yeah. that one on the exterior? And then super bloodshot. As the show goes on, it gets more and more bloodshot, <laughs> <laughs> and it like starts closing its eyelid. Hey man, <laughs> fish are awesome. Yeah.